we're live again. <laughs> Here we uh, go. Heckin' cool heckin dads. Cool dads. Episode five. Five? We're fucking killing it. We're on a roll. Wow. I got there's there's a there's that dad joke. Uh, call me butter because I'm on a roll. <laughs> there you go. Appropriate dad joke. Thank you, Colin, uh, for bringing the beers today. Yeah, it was uh, it was poor Colin this weekend. It was scrounging to see what was in the fridge, and I had five and one. It's pretty good though, isn't it? You brought me a weed beer. Yeah. What's going on with this? What's the deal? So Sweetwater Brewery in, in Atlanta, Georgia, they have a beer called 420. That Wait happens. a minute. This isn't an Ohio beer. It is not. Okay. Neither like, is this one. It goes back to poor Colin. Neither is this one. All right, one. go on. Tell me about Tell me about it. <laughs> Who said we only had to drink Ohio beer? I don't know. I think we set that precedence. Did like, we? Er, yeah, kind of, early no, on. No. All right. Because this is, Founders is, is like my hometown beer. That's Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. So That's close enough. kind of counts for something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sweetwater, they have a beer called 420 that happens to be like my probably favorite beer just to, it's like if I'm at the store and I know I'm going to, I'm going to want something I'm going to like, yeah. you know, sometimes you take a risk when you buy a six pack and you have one, you're like, ugh. the 420 is one I always go for. And they put out this, I thought it was a limited thing, but they started producing it and it supposedly is supposed to taste just like some weed strain called G13. Okay. Um, I do know that it smells and tastes like weed. I couldn't tell you <laughs> if it's, if it's that strain or not. I, I actually don't smoke weed, so I don't know if it does or not, but I mean, it's good for a beer. Yeah, it's good. So it's delicious. I hope this isn't some kind of gateway beer. It <laughs> leads me into uh, opioids. Yeah. Oh God. We, <laughs> Took we, a big leap. There. Yeah, we did. That's a big fucking leap. It's not. It's not entirely uh, unrealistic. It is Ohio. I think we've talked about this before. No, but you know, speaking of Columbus, Ohio beers, this is not. This is a Grand Rapids, Michigan beer from Founders, and it's just kind of an elevated lager, like it's competitors would be Miller Lite, you know, the, your light lagers, PBR, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just kind of got an elevated taste. You know, you'll have one. I've, I've got more of them. Um, but it's kind of taken the place of Hilltop beer for me. Which is Because four string, you know, up and closed out yeah. of nowhere, even though the Hilltop brand was doing so well. You know it's just, coming back, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I read the other day a local entrepreneur bought the name and the recipe and uh i assume the facility and it's now called hilltop brewing company and they're going to be producing hilltop and hilltop light and the dude from four string is going to be like a brand ambassador or something like that okay and they said that uh the first pours will be at Comfest and they'll be in stores on fourth of july nice and because to me that is a band or band a <laughs> beer that changed the city i mean it you saw it, it blew up and it was yeah, everywhere it and it just it tastes better than PBR, and it's not too much more expensive. So yeah, my my oldest memories of PBR are from my grandpa. My grandpa was a big PBR fan, and so I you know I remembered the logo, and I grew up. And I didn't like beer for even when I was first able to drink. I didn't like beer. I did not drink a lot of beer. I actually entered the world of hard liquor first, uh, and started drinking beer like at parties and stuff like that because it was just always readily available. Developed a taste for it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Kids don't start drinking beer because it probably tastes like shit for a while. And then you just develop a affinity for it, right? Um, <clears throat> no, I saw that it was coming back. I actually only had it one time. And it's because I used to live in the fucking hilltop. I walked in a gas station. It said hilltop. And I'm like, what the shit? So I pick it up. I look. It's from Four String. I used to drive by Four String uh, every day on the way to work to get on the freeway. 
So I picked it up. They just it was, painted over that. Did they? It's just gray now. Uh, it still said forest ring until a week ago. Wow. So why are you over there all the time? <laughs> My best friend lives right off Hague. There you go. So uh, Growing in, up. In Valley View. Growing up, uh... My best friend moved from the South End to over there, and so I was I was on that exit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see them back. This beer is pretty good. If it tastes like weed, I guess weed tastes pretty good. Um, <laughs> While we're on the subject, though, what what if you were to say your favorite Columbus brewery currently? Hmm. What would that be? Favorite Columbus brewery currently? Ah. Uh, that's a hard one. Um, th- there was an... It's not there anymore. It's another brewery, but it's in Grandview. It was a place called Zauber. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it turned into. Endeavor. Is that Endeavor? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Same guys? I have no idea. Oh. Uh, so Zauber was one that I used to go to a lot, and they had an IPA called the Berserker, which was hands down my favorite Columbus beer. Um, and they started you know, releasing kegs of it to local bars and stuff like that, so I would pick it up wherever I'd go, but... Uh, I haven't had much in the way of Endeavor. Have you? Yeah, I haven't either. Okay, I saw an article online the other day that we are number four. Columbus is number four in the company or country for number of breweries. Oh, I'm sure. It's I can't remember what the number is. It's like 300 or something like that. But that's that's a staggering fucking. Number. There was the one going in in Clintonville, uh, actual brewing company, and they had it all ready to go, getting ready to open, uh, and then the CEO got me too, and the whole company just went. It's called Actual? It's called Actual Brewing. Man, they're running out of names. And they were ready to open and then didn't because the CEO is a creep. We're, we uh, we should get with somebody. There's enough local breweries that we could probably get with them and somehow facilitate a beer ourselves. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That was, uh, that was something I was thinking about the other day. And I think it's after I read that there were 300. I'm like, man, fuck. There's that whole thing where if you ask enough time and ask enough people, one's bound to say yes. I mean, if we ask 300 breweries, like, hey, could we somehow facilitate some beer? One of them's got to say yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just statistics. The thing about the thing about Columbus beer, and you know, I you know, from Grand Rapids, Michigan, even though I moved out of there before I was of drinking age, you know, Grand Rapids, I think, is probably number one in the country for amount of breweries. It's crazy, and uh, so I'm used to being around breweries all the time. And the one thing about a lot of Columbus breweries, I think, are is not that they make bad beer. It's just the fact that I feel like a lot of times, a lot of, and this is, it might not just be Columbus, but uh, a lot of times the they're better at just creating vibes than anything. You know, like like Seventh Son, I love like two oh, yeah. or three of their beers. Outside of that, I don't think their beer is like anything like amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in like a. It's yeah. just not my. I, I just think they're good at it. And uh, but the vibe. They created a vibe there, and yeah, it I is agree. a place that you want to go. It's a place you want to hang out, and their beer is good, uh, but it's not. I don't think it's the star of the show. I think that just the culture is the star of the show there. I feel like uh, who farted, hoof hearted, uh, who farted. That's nice. I never thought of that. Yeah, you go into a place that's as fancy hipster as that place, and then have chiseled in stone behind the the uh, front desk a pun for who farted. That shit is A-level trolling. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I, I have never even been there. Like, for all the breweries that are in town, so me and my wife used to hit them up all the time. Like, every date night, we're like, fuck, let's go try another one. I mean, there's been ones where I had never even heard of, and we were driving by, like, shit, what is that? And an uh, example of that is Lineage Brewing, which is in Clintonville. Yeah, we were just my house. driving by one day, saw Lineage Brewing. We're like, oh, shit, that's where we're going tonight. Uh, walked in and actually knew one of the bartenders. I'm like, son of a bitch, how have I never heard of this place? They got um, a good beer, too. They do. I'm, I'm a big fan. And I'm also a big fan of uh, the fact that you can go in and just grab a board game off the shelf and fucking play. Yeah. That's tight. Uh, Columbus Brewing Company is about to open up their first brew pub since they since they started. I know that's confusing because you think of Columbus the, Brewing Company as a restaurant. Room, the, don't they? No. That's what? the thing. I found out, and somebody can correct me on the uh, – give me the actual details on this, but – it was two. It's always been two separate companies. There's Columbus Brewing Company, the brewery, mm-hmm. and there was Columbus Brewing Company, the restaurant. The restaurant, and they were partners, business partners, maybe family members or something like that. And so, you know, obviously, the Columbus Brewing Company restaurant served Columbus Brewing Company beer and all that. I always thought they were one and the same. I guess there was a huge business falling out, and so I believe Columbus Brewing Company, the restaurant. The brewing that they did there, I think, is now called like Market Garden Brewing or something like that. Uh, something like that. That's the little restaurant down in a brewery district, like in the back there, right? Yeah. Okay. I think. I think. I might be wrong on the name, um, but now Columbus Brewing Company, the beer, they're going to be on the on the west side somewhere, opening up their first brew pub. So that's going to be really cool. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. I I feel like not a lot of businesses on the west side like a lot of people try and put business over there and try and facilitate that growth um you saw it a lot with franklinton it did really well and you would expect that to move even further west but it's just not happening i think the problem is uh that what you see happening in franklinton is a lot of different people coming together you have city planners you have uh developers you have uh you know social justice um, activists, you, you know, you, you have uh, art galleries, uh, all breweries, everybody coming together to to re- well. Part of it feels like rejuvenation. Part of it feels like gentrification. But uh, you know, they really are focusing a lot on the community and elevating the community. And I think what you know, it's been tried on the west side, but I think it's just like one. You know, you got Dirty Franks did their thing, and you yeah. know, like. It, it's just one at a time. Nobody's really coming together. So you can't, you know, dirty Franks didn't last out there because the building was needed to be torn down anyway. Well, realistically, uh, I think my family was who was really keeping dirty Franks West. Like we were going there all the time and we, we moved away from there and we moved away in like July and I'm pretty sure they closed like October of that year. So we move away in July and this shows you how fucking disconnected I am. I was at work the other day and somehow Dirty Franks came up and everybody's like, oh, I love going there. It's just so fucking small. I'm like, you guys got to go to the one out west. There's so much room. No one's ever there. And uh, somebody looked at me like, there's one on the west side. I'm like, yeah, it's been there for right. years. Like we used to go to it all the time. I pull it up and I find the first thing I find is like a fucking newspaper article where they were closing. <laughs> but it was like years ago. Holy shit. I am very disconnected. We used to go there, especially on Wednesdays. They had karaoke on Wednesday. We went there once with you guys. The, you the, did. It's like family karaoke. It is. It's awesome. Hayden, it's like at 5.30 p.m. or something like that. Yep. And Hayden would get up there and fucking rip it. Like, they would always make special considerations for him because at the time, he, you know, he's like six or seven years old. And he would go up there like, ah, oh, I want to do uh, Blink-182, you know, all the small things. Or like, I want to do um, 21 Pilots car radio. And 
you know, if for those that don't know, that's like a fairly intricate song. Like it's fast, and he'd kill it. I remember when we went with you guys, Beatrice was probably only three or four years old, and she wanted to do a song, yep. and she could barely. It was like a, like a song from Frozen or something like that. I thought it was like a nursery rhyme. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. And and uh, it's just really funny that even it's that how kids can be so um, extroverted. Extroverted. Like, yeah. There's just there's they don't care what anybody thinks of them. Did, now did she stay like that? No. Yeah, he didn't. He uh, really didn't either. Uh, that's that's not quite accurate. She really doesn't care what people think think about her. Like I often have a lot to say about what she's wearing when she's walking out the door. Like that looks silly, you know. Like she had a she bought a bomber jacket covered in those sequins that you you flip up and down. Oh yeah. She's yeah. almost seven, by the way, just to give context. Um, you know, I'm talking about those like yeah, sequins absolutely. that like change color or picture. Yep. She bought a bomber jacket. It's the cutest thing. And she comes downstairs and it was tucked into a skirt. Mm. And I was like, that's a jacket. Yeah. That's not a shirt, Beatrice. And she's like, she's like, oh, and she was like, but I, I really like how it looks. And I was like, but it's a jacket. You're Mm. not supposed to tuck it in. Who gives a shit for what? Right, right. But now it's principle. Yeah. And then she runs upstairs. She's all upset. She comes back down, and I was like, where's the jacket? And she goes, well, now that I know that you can't tuck it in, I wouldn't have bought it in the first place. Wow. Attitude. And she was, like, really frustrated about it. So it, she, uh, there is a part of her that still doesn't care what people think about her, but then if you lay it on thick enough, she she does. So what yeah. I'm saying is it's my fault, and I'm ruining her. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because, uh, you know, growing up, I was like, we've talked about this, giant pants, you know, spiked hair, red tips, black hair, stuff like that. And it was always like, oh, I don't care what people think. But my mom tried to tell me the same thing. And I was just like, no, fuck you, mom. It's not a phase. Um, clearly it was a phase. But it would have been nice maybe uh, maybe to get a little more nurturing. But honestly, like, I'm wondering how fucking weird I would be if nobody ever told me, like, that's fucking trash. Like, what you're doing is trash. Because whether we like it or not, we all care a little bit. Yeah, and it, it is interesting thinking about being a parent and thinking about what your kids are wearing and wanting them to, to be, to practice self-expression right. with what they want to look like. But I draw the line at like, no, this like doesn't match, you know, you're wearing two different length socks, Oh yeah. you know, like, like, or your, those pants are too small. I know they're your favorite. We talked about this a couple we weeks did, ago, we you did. know, and you got these flood pants and now I look like a parent who can't afford to get his kids clothes that fit. And, you know, so, or the whole, like, I know, like, those jogger things are are a lot more popular now, which is awesome. But, like, before those became popular, especially with little kids, it was like, no, you're not wearing sweatpants. You're not, no. Yeah. Like, 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 cuffed sweatpants. You know what I mean? And it just was just too much. So, it's like finding that spot. I think of a good story when I was in, when I was in high school, I, I always was trying to push I, my school had a really um strict dress code we'd have to wear uniforms but like right. you you had to dress certain ways so it was always my whole thing being a new metal kid being a you know a left of center kid it was always how far could i push the rules before they stopped me right. you know so it was like i remember going to gadzooks and getting a pair of i had a, they were a pair of like polyurethane silver pants okay like ufos no 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 they were they were they weren't like 
baggy. Okay. They were just like pants. Like so, I wanted to dress like one of the guys from Orgy, like f- like futuristic goth kind of. Got it. And um, I had these these pants, and I spent like a hundred bucks on them out of my own money that I made at work. And I remember wearing them to school. Was not breaking it. There were they were breaking zero rules. They were fitting pants. That that was the rule was fitting pants. Yeah. Okay. You know they weren't too they weren't too baggy. They weren't didn't have holes. They were brand new. And uh, I got my um, assistant principal was an old Baptist preacher, and it was a Baptist high school. But the assistant principal was one who held all of these mid fifties standards. Sure. And uh, he told me that I was not allowed to wear those pants again, and I was like. Okay, and I didn't argue with them because I was a weakling child and not a one, well, not a fuck up. Right. And uh, my mom happened to be there that day because she was volunteering with like lunch or something like that, and she just asked him. She was like, "Why would you?" Like she stood up for me. Like yeah. my mom was standing up for my freedom of of self expression. And he said that his 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 reasoning was that I would be distracting to the learning of other students by putting all the focus on myself. Wow. So. That's fucked up that they can pull shit like that and just uh, essentially blanket some weird prejudicial, like, self-opinion, right? Yeah. It's their opinion, but they just blanket it under that type of bullshit. Yeah. The the key, the moral of that story was saying that my mom hated the way I dressed. I'm not – looking back, there's no way she, – she's never said that straight up, but there's no way that my mom did not hate the way I dressed because I looked like an idiot all right. the time. But she stood up for me. Because she knew that it meant something to me. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to be with my kids. I'll give them my opinion. I'll say something. But, like, you know, if you really, really want to go to school with a fucking bomber jacket tucked into a skirt, cool. Go for it. Be my guest. Right. Yeah, I don't don't have too much of that, thankfully. Um, You will. You know what? Maybe. But, like, I feel like I did an okay job. Uh, you know, I, I used to – I bought him all the different clothes. Like, we've dressed him like, you know, a hipster with, like, skinny jeans and, like, flannels buttoned up and stuff like that. I've bought him all kinds of nice shoes, the Air Max 270s, the Kevin Durant's, LeBron's. Like, I, I've, I've given him all sides of the spectrum and just letting him, like, feel it out. See, I don't go I – don't, I, don't I don't drop the dollars – on the, on the we, shoes. It all, well, I'll tell you why in a minute. But um, And I just let him do his thing. And, and honestly, when you say joggers, like it, we had to implement a rule that was you can wear joggers twice a week. Because <laughs> if he could just wake up and put joggers on every day, yeah, <clears throat> that's what he would do. My boys are the same way. But I don't think that that is ne- – I mean it is partially him. And also you know, he's complained before like, oh, these fucking skinny jeans, like they rub me the wrong way or they don't feel right. And I'm like, hey, man. That's fashion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you gotta. It's, it's the price a, you pay. It's the price you pay, right? Uh, but no, he he wants to wake up and just put on joggers every day and a fucking hoodie that's like, you know, too big. Uh, he came down the other day and he had on like uh, joggers and a hoodie that we actually bought him. Just, I think Amy got like a good deal on it or something. Bought it for him for next year. So this fucking hoodie is like down to his like mid thigh. Had to had to nix that one. Um, just going back to like parents though, like my mom never really, she never really questioned. I mean, well, I don't say that. She probably questioned why I was dressing the way I was, but she never stopped me. Um, she kind of, I guess, if anything, she, you know, she was a pushover when it came to that because she was not a pushover just about with anything else. Uh, and that's because my brothers were kind of fuck ups. I think I told you that before. My brothers were fuck ups. I so, thought they were mobsters. I mean, that's one way to put it, right? They were mobster fuck ups. Um, 
And so I never got away with shit. It also, I think, contributed to me having, and this is like taking a left turn right here. It it contributed to me having a weird trust issue or at least an issue with people trusting me. And I'll tell you why. I remember the fucking, I remember the exact thing that happened that was like, it set me off so hard. Like it set me off into, I can't believe she doesn't trust me. One, my brothers were fuck up. So she pretty much just thought I was just going to be a fuck up. So she had to do all these things to make sure I wasn't a fuck up. But what really set it over the edge was one time, um, and also we didn't grow up with air conditioning. We never had air conditioning. So we had screens, those fucking screens you like put in the window and you expand them out left and right. And then you like set the window down on them. Mm -hmm. We had those. She's looking for those screens. It's getting to be that time of year. We're trying to put the screens in and uh, we're looking for them. Can't find them. And she makes this comment. She goes, you probably sold them. And I fucking, I lost my shit. Like I fucking lost my shit. I was like, you know, I didn't sell them. I can't believe you would think that. Yada, yada, all this shit. And then I say, those fucking screens probably weren't worth anything anyway. How much would you even get for screens? And like, instead of just, you know, <laughs> instead of just admitting like, you're probably right. She's like, oh, seems like you know a lot about how much they're worth. <laughs> oh, dude, it sent me into fucking overdrive. Then I was, I was determined to find these screens. Then I was so pissed off. Because our house was pretty fucking big, and it was easy to misplace shit. We had a lot of stuff at the house. Um, so I'm walking around. I'm in different rooms. I find the screens tucked between, like, an entertainment center and this uh, wood chest that used to be my brother's. It just had a bunch of, like, old mail and shit in it. I find the screens. They're in a trash bag. I take them. I take them downstairs. I'm fucking, you know, chest puffed up. I'm ready to just slam them bitches down. Like, look what I found. I was like, look, at I found the fucking screens. I ripped the bag open. I'm asking her to apologize. And then she goes... And this is, this is what really set me off. I mean, I've already been set off twice at this point, but this was like the fucking nuclear blast. She goes, pretty convenient you knew where they were. Oh, my God. Bro, I lost my fucking so you're, mind. So she was trying to frame you at every... Yeah, she, she told me that I fucking sold them. I guess that's some shit my brothers used to do. And not even my brothers, also my brother's friends. They would come in, running around with little assholes. And like shit had come up missing before. Like even, even a gun had come up missing at one time. I guess my mom had some like little gun from an ex-husband or something. But so she just at this point was uh, wired to believe that like if something's missing, there's no fucking way it was her misplacing it or anybody misplaced it. That shit was sold. And that's crazy. But it also contributes to I have a big fucking problem when I say something that I know is factual and someone either doesn't believe me or tells me it's not. I mean, that's like that's the quickest way to send me to a fucking 10. Do you have any uh do you have any similar trust issues or were you just always trusted as a kid? No, I mean, I don't I was trusted a lot as a kid. I was the oldest. I was the oldest of four in a pretty rough household and uh so there was a I I from the time I was like not like Miles or Hayden's age, I yeah. was like I was like the dad of the house i was you know so i there so mine it was like it was like i was trusted too much you know what i mean it was the, it was the opposite it was the opposite side of that i always was the standard bearer but also but it's not just the standard bearer that the other ones were held to mm-hmm. but or not held to because my mom likes them all better than me anyway uh i'm just kidding um <laughs> are you then? no i'm not kidding yeah, um but you know all, although i was the standard bearer it was also this kind of um, I became like a saint, you know, it's cause I didn't, I didn't want to break my parents' trust Okay, because they had put so much faith in 
my mom had put so much faith in my personal discernment and young maturity. And so I didn't drink till I was 21. You know, I didn't try smoking weed for the first time till I was 30. Okay. You know, like I, I it, like I didn't drink to my 21st birthday. I, I, you know, as we all learned last week, I didn't have sex until I got married. You know, I like everything was, I was always too afraid of getting in trouble or, or ruining people's trust in me because that yeah. was always what I heard was I'm really trusting, trusting you. So you, you did have some sort of trust issue. It sounds like you, but you had the opposite. You had, you had to keep that trust. I up. wanted to be trustworthy and I still do. Yeah. It, 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 it it's, it affects my daily life still. Yeah. Of, of, no, I, I think that in a, in a sense we came about it two different ways, Yeah. but we have the same kind of thing. We want to be trustworthy. Oh, you spilled it. You spilled that beer all the way down you. That's the way, that's the way it works when your name is Colin Simula. Yeah. Did anybody, uh, did anybody reach out to you after that last episode? Because several people was like, holy shit. Like Colin was a virgin. (laughs) Dude, multiple (laughs) people said that. It's just such a, it's such a thing nowadays, right? It kind of came out of left field too. When I dropped that one in the conversation. You did. I, I, uh, I remember very vividly Dave going, Damn! <laughs> and like, <laughs> see, that's the funny thing. Uh, it, it is funny. It does. It, it doesn't surprise me that people would be yeah. saying that F- anybody who would say that to me already knows I'm very open about, about that sort of thing. It doesn't, it's not embarrassing to me. No, it shouldn't. And be I wouldn't all. go back and change. I don't, uh, Sierra and I have not had a conversation about if we're, if, we're going to hold our kids to a standard like that. Right. I probably not because I don't know that I believe in it being right for everybody. Um, I'm choosing my words carefully here um, <laughs> as to not offend some people. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that it was right for me and I have no regrets. No, and you shouldn't. And I think most people, uh, there's even people that did not, that probably wish they did. And so I feel like if you ever think that you're going to go back and wish you had done something, fucking safe bet is just do it. You know what I'm saying? And you you managed to to do that. I did not. And again, I it could have totally been situational. Mm-hmm. Um, the area you grew up, the people you grew up around, whoever you choose to date at that time, like uh, totally situational. Honestly, I fucking I hope. I don't, I mean, this is going to sound really bad, and this is a total double standard. <laughs> I hope my daughter does it. I don't expect Hayden to do it. Total double standard. But I, to the parents out there that have a boy and a girl, I feel like that's a pretty common uh, sentiment that maybe is shared. Maybe. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it is a weird um, standard that we have because it's like uh, my boys, as they got older and, you know, you get toddler, preschooler, that's when, like, like your kids are getting like super cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we'd always be like, Oh man, these boys are going to break girls hearts mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it just, even saying it out loud right now, it I, I immediately is like, yeah, but then I look at Beatrice who is just as darling it, and just as cute. And, I'm like, and I'm like, fuck no, she's always going to be little cute baby. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to get her heart broken because she's not going to be around. Anybody that's going to break her heart. You know, right. what I mean? it's it is weird. It and and it it is uh, I, on one end it's like lighthearted, but on the other end it's like no, that's like so ingrained in us to automatically just say, oh, that the, my boys are gonna bang a bunch of girls, right? But she better not ever, 
You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like even saying it out loud, but it is just a just natural response. It, it's something that society has done. I don't know if it's because society did it or is it because I'm a boy. Or, or wait, <clears throat> I'm a man. You know, I just want to clarify. I'm not a boy. I'm a man. Now, I think on, <laughs> on the last episode, though, it was, though, toxic. What's, it was totally. Uh, I hope it doesn't rub off on you. Um, I got my fucking donuts and deadlifts and dad life shirt on. Shout out to fucking Patrick Jakaki because he's the one that had this shirt. And I was like, son of a bitch. Like, I need that shirt. So I hit him up, asked him where to get it. And the most fitting company makes this. And I'll, I might butcher it. I might have to turn around and show you. But I think it's called Dad Bod Apparel. It is. I saw is we it? were walking in and I was standing behind you. Yeah, I love this fucking shirt. It's awesome. I'm a big you fan know, of I'm going to double shout out Patrick just because I feel like he is a, speaking of standard bearers, he is the standard bearer for being a good dad. No, totally. holy shit, man. Yeah. That dude really loves his kid and really loves the art of being a dad. I agree. And, and that's it. Yeah, so when I saw this, I, I hit him up. I was like, hey, where'd you get that? And he shot me the link and... uh I mean, if nothing else, that company made one additional sale because of him. They should just throw him some fucking free merch. Yeah. You know what? I just wish people would throw us free merch because I don't know about you, but (coughs) (laughs) I've been doing this thing where like each time I'm thinking back, like, what the fuck did I wear? I don't, I don't want to wear the same shit. I'm kind of a creature of habit. Like I will, just like Hayden wakes up and wants to put on fucking joggers every day. I wake up and want to slip on one of like three pair of shorts. And it's one of those three, and then I want to throw on my cozy shirt that feels nice and shit like that. So I've actually found myself um, uh, thinking e- each time I go to put something on before I come here, I'll think back like, "What the fuck did I wear?" And I like, do, I, I did you do it too? Yeah, I did. This okay, thing. thank God. I, I was I was hoping that wasn't just a me thing because I was feeling pretty pretty lame about it. Um, I w- did you do you go to the gym? No, no. You just <laughs> hey man, you can't tell nowadays. Like oh geez. That wasn't, I have no fucking idea. For one, you're thinner than I am. And I do go to the gym, which is not, not saying much. Yeah, but you're fitter than I, I am. I, but I'm not. I'm truly not. And nothing has ever made me for, uh, feel less fit than when I go there and there's a bunch of fucking fit people doing fit shit. And I'm like, man, fuck yeah. And I just, I'll walk in. I don't do it that time. I'll walk in next time and I'll just try some new shit that I saw somebody doing, like some fit person. And I'm like, how the fuck were they doing so many of these? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can't even... I can't even do this. I mean, growing up, like I thought pull-ups were the hardest thing in the world. And then there, there got a, to be a point in my life where I had one of those fucking pull-up bars between uh, a doorway and me and my roommates would make it a game. We'd just be like, hey man, how many pull-ups can you do? And then we made it a game. I got to where I could do, you know, a decent amount of pull-ups. Not so much anymore. And I guess that's because I got more weight hanging off the bottom of me. It, so it's like you're pulling up a lot more fucking weight. But the whole thing was I went to the gym today. Um... <laughs> And then I came here and I set this shit up. Well, I actually did that before the gym. Um, and I get there and there's a track at this gym. So I go up and I'm running some laps. And there's a person on the track. And how it's set up is there's three lanes. I'm on the outside lane because the runners are supposed to stay the outside. The walkers stay the inside. And there's this lady. You know, If I had to guess, she's uh, late 50s, early 60s. Um, and you know, visibly she's not walking like you would expect like just an average person to be walking. She is walking, uh, letting me know that she, she's got something, right? She's got like mm-hmm. advanced cerebral palsy or something. And she's fucking like grinding and just walking around this track. And as I'm jogging around, every time I come up to her, like I can't help but look at that and be like, this is like, these are the type of people that inspire the shit out of me because 
she's in here just grinding and going and I'm getting around. I get a couple laps in. I'm like, man, I want to like, I just want to walk for a minute. And then right as I'm thinking like, shit, I just want to walk. I'd come up, I'd come up to her and I just keep going because I feel like that is just walking, running. All that is something that you just learn to take for granted because you just do it. And seeing somebody so motivated to still put in that time is like, uh, it's just truly inspiring to me. I, I mean, I don't really know how else to put it. How I woke feel? up at 1045 today. So that's my contribution to this. Yeah, you got nothing, do you? <laughs> so yesterday. No, I feel, I'm, I'm, I, no, I totally get it. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to going to the gym, I'm the kind of guy who uh, who signs up for a gym membership and takes it really seriously for like two weeks. And then rubber hits the road and you kind of hit the, you know, this isn't as fun and exhilarating as it was when I felt good about, I'm going to the gym now. Yeah. I got, I have not yet been able to get over that hump. What, uh, what, what was the motivating factor that happened each time? Like what motivated you to go try in the first place? Oh, I don't know. It's varied. Yeah. Everything from New Year's resolutions, which are bullshit to, oh man, I've never seen 185 on the scale before, you know, things like that. Or, you know, Again, like I said last week, my current motivation was seeing the videos of this shit and being like, fuck, I look like that now. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I looked at him and thought the same thing, but I'm I'm starting to wonder, like, is it the wide angle lens? Oh, like, yeah. It's easy to just blame the wide is, angle lens. It is. No, I'm actually... Uh, Let's see. Does my face get fatter as I get up? <laughs> um, that's the thing about <laughs> about motivation. And I don't know... I, I might I might just give my wife credit for this because she's always the one with like the amazing quotes that she finds various places and posts them. I have no fucking idea where this quote it, does this sound familiar? Because I feel like out of the four episodes we did, I tried to quote something like at least three of them. Yeah, quotes, statistics. Yeah, I I, I tried to quote. I'm something. just assuming that this is that you're making it up. It's okay. No, it's a, it's actually a quote about motivation, and it, it makes a lot of sense. And the quote's really fucking long, and I have no idea who it is, like always. But the quote is something to the tune of don't rely on motivation. Uh, motivation is fleeting and unreliable. Uh, basically, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to create habits because habits become habitual, right. and they're more reliable than motivation. It makes perfectly fucking sense, but I can't get out of the – the habit of saying like what motivates you or I was motivated by this. And though I think motivation still exists, I wish I could create more habits than just being motivated at random times. I see. And that's the thing is I, I, I do the stuff that I am habitual with like is good for me. Um, you know, I don't go like, to the, I don't go to the gym, but cooking food at home, cooking. Well, yeah, I don't do enough of it, but yes. Um, uh, Every single day, almost every single day between dinner time and kids go to bed, even if I am not in the mood, even if I'm having an off day, um, I always spend at least half an hour playing the guitar, playing some riffs. Sometimes new music comes out of it. Sometimes I'm just fucking around playing mosh and shit like that just to get my mind into music. So I do that almost every day. Um, like, like I feel weird if I don't play guitar for a day or don't play drums for a day or something like that. Um, then, you know, one thing that, and I think it does kind of count as an exercise regimen is almost every day for the last 10 years, when I get that three, three thirty feeling in the afternoon, you know, it's mid afternoon and it's either, 
you know, work's kind of grinding. Maybe it's time for another coffee, something like that. Let's go for a walk. Take 15, 20 minutes, get away from my desk, go downstairs. I'm lucky enough to to work right in the middle of downtown. I can walk down by the river, walk around the block, you know, uh, walk to wherever, you know, just get out of the office, change of scenery and get a little exercise. I'm walking for 20 minutes and, and I've done that almost every day for 10 years. Wow. Even in wintertime. I can't say that I've done anything every day for 10 years because to speak to the whole motivation and fleeting thing, like I get motivated about certain things and I do it. The only thing that I tell everybody, like the only thing that I've ever stuck with my whole life has been music. It's the one thing that's been consistent is either being creative or music. So even before music, well, I don't want to say that because I started playing music in fourth grade, violin and then trumpet and then so on and so forth. But something in between there, when I was taking a break from music before I started playing in bands and stuff, it was at least doing something being creative, whether I was creating a website, I was creating some digital art, uh, drawing, graffiti, like there was just lots of shit like that. So being creative, I think, is the thing I've stuck with the longest. Um, everything else has pretty much been a hobby and I've gone through fucking all of them. Most of the hobbies I pick up, though, are creative hobbies like photography, podcasting. Po- <laughs> you know what? No, we're sticking. We're yeah, sticking I fucking this. I really enjoy doing this. Yeah. And and and. My wife sees that, and that's why she makes the accommodation for me to, you know, whatever it is. Like, she's supposed to go run today. And I said, hey, look, I think it'd be better if we did the podcast at 3, which, did you hear the band playing? Fucking man. I showed up to to set this shit up. Uh, backstory. I showed up to set this shit up and ran into a couple bands that practice here and uh, said, hey, where do you guys practice? And they were, like, showing us. And it happened to be right next to our room, and the other one was, like, another room over. Asked them when they practiced till they said three. Fuck yeah. Hey, Colin, do you want to switch the podcast from one to three? Maybe we won't have any background noise. Show up. I already had this shit set up. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't even know what that is. It's like a opera, a choir. Uh, so somebody told me there's a church upstairs. So it might be something related to that. I remember uh, one time I showed up, and let me tell you, whatever they play up there, one of them has a Line 6 wireless because they were on my channel. (laughs) Yeah. You should have fucked with them like in the middle of the service, like, (laughs) (laughs) dive bombs everywhere. No, I, uh, I, I, we show up and we're listening to it, and I was like, holy shit. Well, no pun intended. I'm like, holy shit, what is that? So Marcus telling me about it. I flip on all my gear, things all power up, and all of a sudden there's some fucking noise like coming out of my amp and i'm just like what the shit and so i look and i turned my wireless pack off real quick but it was still picking up a wireless pack which means they were on the same channel so i switched and i mean that used to be why i'd switch off channel one right away because every fucking buddy leaves it on channel one right uh so i switched to like i don't know channel eight or some shit and it stopped so they have a wireless so i i should figure out what they have and just Fucking kick on that detune pedal that we had on when you were over and just rip some shit and like drop G. Or conversely, coming from my punk rock brain, you could use a chord like a regular guitar player. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm too punk for wireless. <coughs> and I'm not even that punk, man. Yeah, but I told you the story how I ripped my fucking input jack no, out of my. I know. I it, get it. it. I get it. No, you don't. Also, I don't know that you fully get it because. I feel like all wireless used to mess with your sound a little bit. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Oh yeah, they. I mean, it was. They always take a little something out, like a, a little low end or a little high end something. They always take something out until this one. Mm-hmm. Like the Line Six takes nothing out. It even has a knob on there where you can simulate because cords technically take something out too, right? You can simulate cord length so that if you have to quickly unplug and plug in, you're plugging in a twenty foot cord. The wireless already accommodated for that, so there's no sound difference from going wireless or not. Hmm. See, fucking uh, uh, Line Six, please uh, send Jeff some free stuff. Honestly, I just need one more belt pack uh, <laughs> because I have I have several guitars and I just would prefer to not have to switch over belt packs. So that'd be tight. I just need one of those combo amps that I can dial in like Pantera tone. Oh man, those little Line Six amps. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They they actually Line Six entered the market with like a very high end digital modeling thing called the Helix. Yeah, I remember. Um. People still fucking swear by it. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Line Six. I feel like Line Six is easy to hate because so many suburban white kids just buy Line Six stuff and sound like garbage. But they were ahead of the curve with a lot, like those pods. Oh, I remember yeah. 15 years ago, like being able to record decent sounding guitar parts through a box that had batteries in it. So I had, I actually had one. I had a. It was called a guitar port. And it came with all the Line 6 software, and it had one fucking plug and one knob that was basically like input gain. And then you got the Line 6 software, and it had everything. And I recorded all uh, all the initial demos with that. The one thing I could never get was like why my guitar sounded so thin. Just figured that shit out like two years ago or three years ago. You know what it was? Uh, do you record like digitally? Do you record straight in at home, just demos and shit like that? Uh uh, not straight in. I, oh, I mean, yes. I go through a MIDI interface and then use onboard amps and cabs. Yeah. So it, it was the whole like cab thing. Imp- oh, impulse you, responses. Oh, you were just running through a software amp and nothing else, bro. I was there going. I was going direct in and finding you know some fucking uh, plug in and playing music. And my other guitar player was like, dude, you need these things called impulse responses. And like you basically load them in a cab and it simulates like you know air being pushed behind a speaker. Right. And I dropped them fucking things on for the first time and I was like, everything. oh my God, blew my fucking mind, blew my mind clear out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, when I found that stuff too. So, speaking of music, yeah, went to a hardcore show last night. I know which one it was and I really wanted to go. And, uh, it, my life last night was a, was a, um, case study in weird extremes for a guy in his mid thirties. So, you know, I was just doing stuff around the house all day. And then, um, in middle of the afternoon, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to make an Indian feast for dinner. Like not just like make some curry, but like, I'm going to like make multiple dishes. I'm going to make side dishes. I'm going to, you know, all this stuff. And I will say that I thought it was going to take me an hour and a half and it'll take me three hours. And I made some chicken korma. I made some level five spice chicken curry with grilled chicken. I was grilling chicken at the same time out on the grill. I made some really good rice with peas in it and made some, uh, tried my hand at frying some pakoras, the little potato, potato and cabbage fried things. And they were, the shape was bad, but they were delicious. Anyway, hands down the best Indian food I've ever made. Like I ate it again like late last night and think mm. like wow this like tastes like leftovers from like New India or something like that you know like I felt really really good about it just like doing all this kitchen stuff and then it was like I left there and went to 
basement of a Donato's pizza on campus and watched a bunch of kids 10 years younger than me fight. You oh, know, was there fights? No, there wasn't. Oh, uh, that's that's something that's was, actually there changed. Was, there was close. There was a couple of points where it was close, but I was telling, you know, so it was Empire of Rats playing with uh, Rock Bottom. So it was a couple old guy hardcore bands with a bunch of the young kids. And I was mm-hmm. telling, uh, speaking of speaking of going to the gym, Dustin is a fucking monster. I saw. Yes, he's a fucking monster. Anyway, uh, <laughs> That's like the new thing in hardcore, though. Yeah, no, it's it, more power to him, man. He looks, it, I mean, he looks like a monster. It's awesome. But I was talking to him and Zach, and and I and I was saying, you know what? He's just a guy from Empire of Rats. Um, uh, it's nice to not be the oldest guy at a hardcore show for once, because I mean, Zach's forty. Oh, I know. You know, <laughs> like. And I'm always the oldest guy at hardcore shows. Every time we play a hardcore show, I'm the, like, the, these kids are closer to my son's age than my age. You know, it's crazy. You should just start inviting me. And by default, you wouldn't be. But then so, I would have to live with that that burden. And I even, I did not come out of mosh retirement. So uh, let me let me say that before I say this. But I did pile on and sing along to a part. Wow. And then turned around and just crowd killed once, just pushed the crowd back, way back. And I, I was kind of drunk. Uh, somebody must have hit me in the chest because I'm <laughs> like, because it, it hurts really bad. My, you, you were in there for 38 seconds. My chest and shoulder hurts really bad today, and I don't really know why. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I actually wanted to go to that last night. Um, but in true dad fashion, my kid fucking swan dived off the couch yesterday and busted her face. Wow. Yeah, dude. And it was totally on my watch. It was on my watch. You know, she like climbs up on the couch and stuff, and I've just been letting it go. Like, you're. You have to. Yeah, but I was, you know, when it first started happening, I was like, whoa, you shit. And I was like, right there. Now I'm just like fucking either scrolling through my phone or I'm looking for clips on YouTube or I'm doing some bullshit on the laptop. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and she's bopping around on the couch over here. And she's leaning over the edge of the couch, and she does this all the time. Like, the dog will be over there, and she'll be leaning over, petting the dog. Well, my fucking, my wife yells as she's falling. So, like, what startled me was, like, oh, my God, my wife's yelling. So I, like, leap off the couch. I see she's looking that way, so I turn, and everything's happening simultaneously. I fucking, like, Heisman, like, facepalmed my wife out of the way, apparently. Don't remember doing it. I just, (laughs) she sent my, her scream... And that's my wife's scream. Sent my adrenaline so through the roof that I jumped up, facepalmed her, got to my baby first, um, picked her up, and really I was like, I don't even know what the fuck happened. Like because when it was all happening, I was jumping up and facepalming. Like my wife saw it all go down, but she essentially fell over the side of the couch, scooped her up, didn't even know what hurt yet. So I'm trying to ask her, and you know, it communicating with a 19 month old is not the easiest. So I'm like, where's the owie? Um, my wife said right here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so my baby's like, <laughs> my, my baby's like grabbing her head. Where did the floor hurt you? <laughs> exactly. Point on the doll where the floor hurt you. Exactly. That's, that's like one of Dave's favorite jokes. Like show me on, show me on the doll where he touched you, uh, which is a terrible fucking joke, but, um, no. So she swan dives. I pick her up. She shows me where it hurts and I'm like, oh shit, I can already see it. Like, you know, those are the bad ones that just start changing color. Like yeah. 20 seconds later. So she swan dives off. I felt like a total piece of shit. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere tonight. I'm just staying here and just, you know, hugging her. You know, that that dad instinct, that weird adrenaline rush is no joke. Mm-hmm. And 
the reason I know it's no joke is because I am not a coordinated person. I, I, I fall up the stairs. I've seen you fall on your security camera. <laughs> you guys posted some clips, but go on. I, I fall a lot. I, I, cause I'm always doing things too fast. I'm always running up and down stairs. I'm always, you know, whatever. I, I fall a lot of hit stuff. I'm a klutz, but you know, if I see six feet away, a kid's about to fall off a table. Yeah. Or why are kids on a table? You know, it's just I like, get what you're saying. you just, I mean, it's just immediately like nothing gets in the way of my hand eye coordination. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're too late. Uh, I mean, I just but, didn't see it happening, but, uh, it's it it is just so weird like it just shuts off the rest of the way my body normally works yeah no on several occasions she's been like going to fall and i'll be like you know on the couch nearly asleep and it's going down it's like i'll just throw my hand out and catch her like however it's happening whether she's you know tripping over a dog toy or the dog brushed up against her too hard when she was learning to walk but i was just like i'm with you I just would get her no matter where she was at. You said something when, uh, how you said that you got, went for your daughter first, got your wife out of the way. Yeah. I think she jumped up first, but I, I um, face palmed her. We can set that discussion of toxic masculinity aside. Um, but, uh, I'm just going to keep saying it. I know you're going to, uh, you're going to get me, uh, uh gonna be some kind of blog about me or something. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <clears throat> Uh, but do you have things where, um, you and your wife do not see eye to eye on like something that your kid's doing that you're okay with, that she's not okay with, but it's not because you have philosophical differences, but it's just because like, she's not used to being around it. Let me give a good example. Uh, <laughs> cause that kind of went nowhere the other day, you know, I'm in the basement in my house and I live in a split level, you know, so I have a window in the basement. I have the window open. Kids are playing out front. Sure. And I'm playing guitar and I'm watching and I'm just keeping an eye on them. I know they're fine out there. And my kid and um, one of my sons and his friend, they were taking this old uh, big wheel type tricycle and with big flat plastic wheels. And they were just in the middle of the street drifting it. They were just doing these like 180 turns and it was fun. They were having a good time. How are they getting the speed to drift that thing? Just running with it and then oh, jumping okay, on okay, with their okay. feet, and then I felt like that was important for me to know because oh, yeah, yeah. I have a story about this. Go on. And um, you know, I'm just watching them doing this fine. They they play in the street all the time, and they just know they yell "car" like it's in Wayne's World. Yeah. And um, game on. And Beatrice or one of the kids was yelling, like screaming, like he was hurt, but they were just fucking around. Mm-hmm. And Sierra comes running out, and I'm standing in the basement. And I'm just listening, and and she's yelling. I'm just. You know, I, I now, to to her credit, Beatrice was also like a block down the street, across the street, and I was not paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. So that was a problem solely on me. Sure. But she was like, way to take ownership. She comes down into the window, and because she knows I'm down there playing guitar, and she's like, she's like, B's down the street, Miles is in the middle of the street, and and I'm like, okay, I didn't know B was down the street. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. That's my fault. Oversight. But like. Is this the first time you've seen Miles in the middle of the street? Because, like, he literally, I, I've tried to get him to not play in the middle of the street, and that's just what these guys do. Mm-hmm. They just play in the middle of the street. So, like, I'm totally fine with it. But as soon as she saw it, it was, like, the end of the world. 
And I was like, is there anything like that where like your like your wife's just not used to being around something that would stress her out that doesn't stress you out? So we've had, we've had conversations about this. Um, I don't know what sides of the fence you fall on as far as like spanking goes. But I'm one of those people that have always believed, like, personally, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, the light spanking. Like, I, there's, a, there's a fucking fine line you can cross between spanking and, like, being too abrasive with your kids. Oh, yeah. And I think that always it should be by respect first. Yep. But there's a certain age at the beginning of life where I feel like they don't – they haven't quite developed the ability to understand that. And, like, I've always been one that's just, like, I've never seen anything wrong with spanking your kids. I also wasn't there at the beginning of Hayden's life. That wasn't, you know, I, I was, a, I'm a stepfather, right? So I came into his life at a certain point, which it was like, he would have been old enough to already understand that. So we got on the conversation the other day, like I've, we've never spanked either kid, but like fundamentally I'm okay with certain aspects of it. And she makes me question that. Cause then she's, she's, she's like a hard no on that. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I feel like, there's no there's no right answer for me because I feel like, you know, some of the uh, character attributes that Hayden has is because he's always been treated a certain way and he always like lives by like the respect thing and he's so he's so determined to not uh, disappoint people that he's developed perfectionist tendencies and this is weird I know I'm going like real deep on it but like I feel like what happened was. There was such an emphasis on respect and not disappointing growing up that that actually led to him having some slight like perfectionist tendencies. Sure. And I'm like, I wonder if a lot of these kids that are okay with fucking up or falling down and getting right back up, it's because they had a slightly different method of parenting. So it's actually like that piece of it. I think at this point we've agreed like there's no spanking our kids like because – that's one of those things where, like, if one person's kind of okay with it and one person's a hard no, you just got to go with the hard no. Yeah, it's just sure. what it is because it's just a recipe for fucking disaster. Yeah, like it just it will not only cause uh, issues with your parenting, right? But it'll cause issues between you. And I'm not trying to have those problems. Yeah, I think you know when it comes to the spanking thing, I like that you brought it up because I feel like this is a subject that is so like every subject in 2019. You have to believe a certain way or the other way. Mm -hmm. Everything is black and white now. Right. Everything. And I, it, it drives me fucking bonkers. It drives me crazy. Too. And um, because, no, I, 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 in principle, no, I, no, why would I want to hit my kids? Right. You know what I mean? Because it's, I, you can, you, you can call it spanking, but you're hitting your child. Right. That you have seemingly infinite more power over, especially if they're like two. Right. You know what I mean? That being said, I've spanked my kids, and I understand that it you see results from it, right? And uh, but like you said, it is very easy to cross the line into I'm spanking you because I'm mad, oh, and yeah. this should never be I'm spanking you because I'm mad. And I've spanked my kids because I was mad, and it's different, and you feel gross afterwards. And um, but you know, I also. I, I grew up in a house like that where it wasn't like you didn't just get spanked because your parents wanted to beat the shit out of you. It, right. it was you got if you got spanked, it was a serious thing or like you were actually doing yeah. something. And we would 
you know, and you know, just the way I grew up in our house, and I had little sisters that I was taking care of too, and you know, if they were touching something, you'd smack their hand. Yeah. So we did that, and I did that with. I've done that with all three of my kids at least a little bit, but mm. even that feels a little gross to me. Um, but again, I think it's one of those things where it's what works for you, but within reason. I, I totally understand and agree with why people don't spank their kids. Yeah. Um, I do think that there are is a time and place for it. Yeah, and uh, we've been out before, and we've seen— Anybody who wants has a problem with that can DM me, and I'll talk about it. There you go. Fight me. <laughs> Fight me. Uh, no, we've been out before, and I I distinctly remember one time in particular when we were living out west. We went to Kroger, and there was a woman who was definitely – she was having trouble controlling her kids. And I don't know the backstory. Her kids could be complete assholes. Like they might not have any type of uh, discipline typically, but – and, and there's also that too, people that have no fucking discipline and then you expect your kids to be disciplined when you go out. It's like, no, you got to do that shit at home. Like that shit is, is bred from birth. But anyway, so we're at Kroger and, uh, you know, she's screaming at her kids and shit. Dude, my wife was like, I mean, a second from fighting this lady. And I'm like, you can't go fight the lady because you're mad that she's yelling at and potentially smacking her kids. Like, you want to go fight her now. You know, that's, it's kind of the same thing, right? So she didn't do it, but I could tell like she was really upset about that for quite some time. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that sucks seeing that happen in public. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, how many times does my wife tell me the windows are open? Can you please stop screaming at the children? Uh, <laughs> you know what I you mean? You mean from inside the house? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's funny. It's so easy to get mad at people like doing that shit in the grocery store, but it's like how many people have been walking their dogs and heard me just going at it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. That shit's wild. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take us off this serious topic for a minute because I need to know something. Uh, so I tried to talk about this band on like I don't know episode two or three, and I said I would send them to you, oh, and yeah. I wanted to report back, and oh, it's yeah. that band. I actually looked them up, got their name. I still don't know if I'm fucking saying the name right, but Vamachara? Vamachara? Yeah, Vamachara, that's how I would say it. Yeah, but I was like, it, sometimes when bands have weird names like that, they might expect you to pronounce it weird, like Vamachara. You know what I'm saying? There could be a fucking weird pronunciation. I'm in a band called Maranatha. Believe me, I know. I don't, I, you know, how you just said it, I don't even say it that way. Marantha, no. Maranatha, Maranatha, Marinara. I mean, Maranatha, it, I think is how I've said it most Which commonly. is fine. A lot of people say that. I, there has been times though where I've discussed with the band that we should change our name to Marantha because that's what most people say. <laughs> so I sent it to you. Did you yes. have a chance to listen to it? I did. I listened to a couple songs and yeah, I mean. Fucking ass beaters. Heavy ass beaters. I, I love it, it. It's, it's not, you know. I'll sound like old old man simulator here, but you know, ten years ago, I would have been all about it. And don't get me wrong, I am all about it because sometimes you just gotta listen to some mosh music. Um, yep. But, um, dude, yeah, my fuck steer- yeah, dude, that shit was hard as nails. My steering wheel has seen more China hits. Than my china that I own. Just one little dent in your steering wheel for going. Like I'm this. telling you, like, oh, I know exactly where all the symbols are on my steering wheel. I like one day I should just hook up triggers to my steering wheel and show people that I I have designated spots on the steering wheel and the horn. I've designated spots of where everything is, and I air drum. I guess is it even considered air drumming? 
Because I'm actually hitting something. Wheel drum? Steel. Uh, no. Wheel drumming? Uh, you almost said steel drum. No, you know what I was trying to say. I know, but... Under the sea. That's where that is. That's interesting because I wonder what everybody's idiosyncrasies are that they do behind the wheel. Everybody air plays instruments. People who are into music, like people who are into music, you can't not air play instruments while you're listening to it. And But an interesting thing is the idea of, you know, sometimes... As a musician, I will make, you know, my own music. I'll use turn signal as a metronome. Oh, absolutely. And I'll like write some beats and I'll switch between four four and six eight yep. with the same turn signal, you know. Oh, and yeah. uh another thing like in my Jeep, my radio got ripped, so I don't have a stereo in there right now. There's just a big hole in the dashboard. And uh I have one you can have. Uh yeah, my friend's got one too. I kinda like not having it though, to be honest with you. I kinda like just me and the Jeep. Um that sounded so – it's yeah. a Jeep thing. You it's wouldn't a, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I have a hard top on the Jeep, and it's just like thin plastic. And – but it's – I didn't <laughs> – Jesus. We don't even have these things mounted to anything. They're yeah. on their own mic stands that aren't touching anything that I'm touching, and I yeah. still punched the goddamn microphone. I need to – I'm going to go through and find all the times you've done that. And I'm going to make one fucking clip of nothing but you hitting the mic stand and hitting things. This is what I'm talking about when I have no hand-eye coordination or any spatial awareness. I I noticed earlier you actually hit the cord a couple times and I could kind of hear it. And I I smiled when it happened. I didn't know if you caught me smiling, but I smiled. I'm going to go through. I'm going to find all those. I don't know when I'm going to do that or when I'm going to have time to do that. But Anyway, you know, I'm in a Jeep, so I have this hardtop that's thin plastic and rounded and loose you know it's it's it has no structural integrity <laughs> by any means and it's big flat metal doors and i'll be sitting at a light and i'll have one hand out the door and i will literally be like oh yeah and like just pound on the plastic roof of my jeep and it's just weird yeah. the shit people do with music behind the steering wheel so <clears throat> two jobs ago and I don't know if I'm supposed to call them jobs or positions because it's the same company. Two ago, the desk that I had, it, you know, we work in a big fucking building. And a lot of the wiring is under the floor. And the floor is, I don't know what you call that. But, like, you could pull up panels and, like, there's wires running under the floor and shit. Yeah. Well, where I sat, there was some big-ass cord coming out the bottom. But the the panel right under my desk... There was one spot where I could hit it, and it was like, doom, 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 doom. So people would get so fucking mad at me because I would use that like a kick drum, and then I would use pencils, and I would use my desk and my space bar. And I'd be like, and I'd have like whole fucking beats going. Uh, And on several occasions, like I would get like a grind beat going, you know, where you're like, you know, just doing that. And I sent it to Mark one time, and he's like, don't people get mad that you're just constantly drumming? I'm like, I can't hear them over the guitar riffs <laughs> in my head. And that was like always my excuse because I'd be like listening to fucking music or I would just be I'd just be thinking about guitar riffs and I'd start tapping all hard and people would be like, hey, could you fucking not? Does Amy do that? No. But Sierra fucking does. She taps? She, or wait, yells at you? She cannot stand it. You're tapping? Oh, my God. She uh, hates it. I I haven't even... I've been in this new house 
going on two years and haven't set up my drums because when I had the drums set up at the old house, even though Amy would tell me, yeah, sure, you can go play. Oh, man, she did not like it because the first thing I fucking try and do is play a grind beat, and I'm not a drummer. So it was just failed attempt. After you failed you need attempt. to say blast beat. People are going to be so pissed at no, you no, for no, saying no. grind there, beat. No, blast beat is on. Grind beat is back and forth. Oh, well. I mean a grind beat. Two different kinds of blast beats. No. No. Okay. We have the blast beat authority in our band. And I've asked several times. If he's wrong, fuck it. I will blame it all on him. Yeah, fuck Mark Evans. Fuck Mark Evans. Um, he can fight me on that if he disagrees with me. He can hit. He can slide in my DMs and we can fight him on it. E. Sexy. Uh, uh, no, like, God bless Sierra because she she puts up with a lot of me making a lot of racket in the house. Um, mm-hmm. She knows that this is what I love to do. But, man, if we're in the car and... And we're listening to music or not listening to music, either one. And I'm making beats, you know, on the steering wheel, on the dashboard, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. It's gotten to the point where she doesn't even, like, say anything about it anymore. She'll just, like, lightly touch my leg. And I know that she just is saying, shut the fuck up. I hate it so much. It's hilarious. No, she, uh, Amy, Amy definitely doesn't, like... <clears throat> when I would be fucking playing drums, so she would she would constantly try and shut that shit down. Um, speaking of my wife, and I wonder if you have anybody in your household that's like this. She is the absolute pickiest eater on the fucking planet. So first of all, before I even tell the story that made me say that, do you have anyone in your household that's a super picky eater? Uh, all of them. Really? So, but, but they eat Indian food, or was that just some shit you did for you? That was for me and Sierra. Self-love. And for another friend. But, you know, I, I try to get the kids to eat stuff. And, you know, it really comes down to, like, Beatrice will eat grilled cheese sandwiches now. And that's basically it. Uh, Miles uh, said that he doesn't like meat, but, like, he will always eat a burger from McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> Ro, the oldest one, he's getting a little bit more adventurous. Um, he's not super picky. Miles, the middle one, he also eats a lot of veggies. He any veggies I give him, he loves. Mm. Um, but you know, the kids' pickiness, it's I've you know, it's whatever. It, it's I know kids are like that, and it drives me crazy. But you know, I make stuff for dinner, and if you don't like it, you're hungry. Simple as that. I I've been. Way too accommodating for that for a long time where my wife is vegetarian. I'm like a uh, borderline meatitarian. Like I eat lots of meat. I love meat. But I switched it up to eat a lot more vegetarian dishes because it got to the point where I was making like one thing for Hayden to make sure he was happy. I was making one thing for Amy, make sure she was happy. And then I was making myself food. And that's a lot of fucking food making, you know, even, even if it's like 30 minutes a piece, it's like, I just spent an hour and a half yeah. making food. You know, I do accommodate within reason. Like I'm not making different meals for people. Yeah. But. Well, that's what we've been doing uh, is, is we'll make a dish where the meat can be added. Exactly. Yeah. So my wife is like all about fucking yeah, I, sides. I do. I do the same thing. Uh, and I'll make something like, you know, like a stir fry or something like that. And I'll just give Miles the rice with the veggies. You know what I mean? Um, But, uh, no, my biggest picky eater issue is my wife. Yeah. And uh, it's because she does not 
eat onions. That's the fucking deal breaker? Onions? Yeah. Like, like what? Are you just like eating onions in every dish? I feel like if you look at any cuisine in the entire world, onions are one of the most important ingredients. What? Across the board. Give me a fucking example. I'm, I'm struggling. Curry with- sauce starts with a whole onion. Like that's what's the base for curry. You know, and, uh, and I know you're a big fan of tacos. Onions are a big thing in Mexican food. Onions are a huge. Which is crazy. My wife don't like onions either, but she's half Mexican. Uh, onions are huge in Asian food. I mean, it is just, and you know, figure this out. My wife hates onions, but she'll eat onion rings. Figure that out. So last night I'm making these pakoras, which are, you know, deep fried balls of sliced onions, potatoes, and cabbage. And I was like, oh, she'll eat these because they don't taste like onion and she likes onion rings. Yeah. She like, I didn't know she took a bite or not yet when she ate it. But from the other room, I heard her go, what's in these things? And I was like, just, just try it, which is code for there's onions. Yeah. In there's it. something in there you don't like, but I'm and not gonna tell she you. goes, she's like, oh, I already tried it. This is full of onions, isn't it? You know, like she can sniff them out. Like, like it's a fucking needle in a haystack. She's just like, oh, there's an onion. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? And so, and I love onions. That's the thing. That's the problem is like. Do you like grilled onions or fresh onions though? Doesn't, I do not discriminate. Really? Yeah. They're fucking, they're different. I don't really fuck with grilled onions. They're like weird slimy little things. Oh, I love it. I will fuck with fresh onions though. Um, And onion rings. Oh, man. It's weird. You you say onion like my mom says it. Like there's a, like there's a G in the middle of it. Onion. My mom says it that way too. Yeah, yeah, I do say that. I wonder what the fuck that's from. I don't know. Must be where I was brought up. My mom puts R's and shit like Warsh. Yeah. She says shit like, like that. Like Southern shit. Yeah. It, you know Torlet. Torlet. That's another one. You know the one that fucking. I'm going to I'm gonna go back to this picky eater thing. But yeah. before I do. I'm sorry. I, did I you did. You did. Derail you derailed the shit out of us. Um, I'm going to go back to the picky eater thing, but then we'll get into trivial things that bother us because. Mine is, I'm going to use one that's along those lines today, but picky eater. So there are times, and this is no bullshit. Like there are times where I, we want to order food, want to order out. Right. And then my wife will give me her order and I'll look at it. Oh my God. And I'm like, I can't even place that order online. Like I have to go in and I have to start the order by apologizing to the people. I start it like, look, I'm sorry. Um, my wife's very picky. This order is going to be <laughs> – this order is going to be fucking crazy. I'm hoping to get some like sympathy from the people and she does this shit everywhere. Like it's always like, oh, I want this. I'm like, fuck yeah, I can get that. I write it down. She's like, but instead of this, can you add this? I'm like, sure. She's like, and see if they have these and take out this and add this. And I'm like, so, all right. Why don't I'm you like, start your own restaurant? That's It's not even that. I start looking at it and like I have to, I have to make – I have to make a choice like do I want to just fucking start with telling them I want this base and then add some shit or I'd like this with this only or do I tell them I want this dish that she told me she wants and then take all the shit out and subtract. It's like she has to tell me what she wants and then I need a second with the fucking calculations going around my head to see like what's the most efficient way to order this. But nine out of ten times I can't order it online. I have to go in and like apologize. You know, I'm. it's like as part of – the routine if i'm going anywhere like a fast food joint to get food for the family wendy's mcdonald's burger king taco bell and you just you know what everyone eats at this point you know that whole thing like you've got the whole thing down but you got to work part of your trip is 
pulling over as soon as you go past the second window, opening everything up, making sure everything's right so you don't get home and have one of your kids refuse to eat for life because they didn't put ketchup on their goddamn burger. See, there, there's a number of things like that, though, that I've, I've grown to just be – I don't even fucking check. That's where I'm going. I don't check. I just fucking pull off and it's like, and you're like I will too fucking bad. Yeah, I will sacrifice whatever I have. I'll sacrifice something. There are countless times where I've pulled away from Cane's and our Cane's order is not intricate, but I order it in a way where like I order a very large meal here knowing that like, this Can you even be intricate at Cane's? Yeah, you can. I'm going to tell you why. So I'll order like a large meal here because I'm like, okay, this comes with fucking five chicken tenders or six chicken tenders. It comes with fries. It comes with a drink. Hayden wants a drink. Amy wants fries. Like I I order it in the most efficient way possible that when I get home, it's like two Cane's meals that feeds three people. So, okay, that – so it's not – intricate special orders it's you doing no. a crazy math equation most <laughs> to make sure that you're getting the maximum amount of food for as little money as possible that's only at canes and i say that because just fucking had canes just had canes literally. cinco de mayo dude why aren't you eating mexican food her maiden name is tamayo and we always call it cinco tamayo oh so it's like a pun special day for her i mean i said she's half mexican it should be a special day regardless but yeah, fucking also is you know, her name. Um, no, so I'm going to jump to trivial things, right? Um, oh, my God. I had the trivial thing queued up in my head. God damn it. Why do we do this every time? Every fucking time there's something, and there's like a trivial thing, and oh, I thought of it. So we were talking about my mom adding in random fucking letters to things. For the longest tar- uh, time, I i don't know why it makes my blood boil when people say, I'm going to Kroger's. Oh, my God. I'm like, get the fucking S off of there. Unless you're going to more than one Kroger, knock it off. And then I, you know, I'm like, do you get a, you, you probably say Myers too. They're like, I do. I'm like, oh. See. But they don't, they never say Targets. I'm like, you going to Targets? They're like, no. I'm like, aha. There's it, the fucking it, one. It, you put, you, oh, man. That drives me. Is, is, it gets you too? Bonkers. I well, I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, is where Myers based. So that's what everybody said Myers up there. And it's like it's based here, you moron. It's a family name. Like people use that excuse on me all the time. It's a family name, and I'm showing ownership. It's Myers store. I'm like, no, fuck you. No, you no. It's it. it the people who say Kroger's are the same people who say Chipotle. Oh, I worked with a guy who never could pronounce that correctly. It's he, not hard. He keeps saying Chipotle. And he, just regular ass dude, regular guy, but always would say Chipotle. And it started with he'd like, yeah, they have a nice Chipotle sauce. And I was like, what the fuck did he just say Chipotle? And so I let it go and I'm like, ah, fuck it. You know, people pronounce shit weird. But when he started calling it Chipotle, like the store, that was it. I wrote him off. He's or not my friend anymore. I've heard people say Barnes and Nobles. That, uh, that's another no, one. Only one of those words ends in S. God damn. No, it's the worst. Kroger's. I, I'm Ugh. glad that you that you and I see eye to eye on this. You got any? Uh, you don't go to Walmart's. I, th- that's another example. You don't go to Giant Eagles. <laughs> Do you find it uh, funny that Giant Eagle is like large bird, right? And then it took over Big Bear. Big Bear. I uh, Beatrice and I are at the store, and she's like, "Why did they even call this store Giant Eagle?" And I was like. I don't know, uh, maybe to be more American. I, I don't know. And I was like, it used to be called Big Bear. And she goes, 
she just stops. And I was like, I think I just broke your brain. Like, yeah. Like it didn't compute to her because it made no sense. There's no logic. There's nothing. It's just two animals. Large and animal. And then like a descriptor for large. So I have a, I have my back tattooed and it's like, you know, I don't know, 60, 70% of my back. But it is an eagle. It is a giant eagle. You and, best be getting that logo back there. Ah, uh, man. No, that's the fucked up thing is people would say, oh, what's, you know, what's the tattoo on your back? And I'd be like, it's a giant eagle. It's a large eagle. Like, I'd have to fucking catch myself. It used to piss me off all the time that I had to make a conscious effort to not say giant eagle. I have another story about my back. Go. You ready for this fucking shit? It better be as good as you're hyping. Dude. Okay. So I have a, it's a very traditional. fucking chair. You did. You're fucking making noise all over the place. How, would, how did that affect the microphone? I think I think it's just coming through the mic. That one didn't actually affect the mic. Um, so... I got my back tattooed. Like I said, it's large. It's a very traditional tattoo. It's extremely traditional. It's literally black, red, and gold. That's it, right? Super simple. It's got a Latin phrase. Um, I'm not even going to act like I can pronounce like perfectly the Latin phrase, but it basically means order out of chaos. And like the out of part is essentially ob, right? So my brother who was out of jail for, I don't know, a couple years at this point, he sees my tattoo and he goes, hey man, are you, uh, are you joining the Aryan Brotherhood? And I fucking stop and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, why? Because I shaved my head? Because I didn't understand at the time. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Because I shaved my head? I'm like, that's a really weird general thing. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not really growing hair too well on the top, and so I shaved my head. He's like, no, you're uh you got the uh eagle on your back, and it says A B right in the middle. And dude, I fucking went straight to my phone. I look up a picture of what he's talking about, because again, fairly fresh out of prison. And then I look at my tattoo again and I was just like, I can actually see how he made that connection because how the Latin phrase is, it's like partially on a banner here and on a banner here and the AB is like dead center and he's thinking AB, Aryan Brotherhood. He's thinking Eagle, the fucking, whatever that thing's called, Iron Eagle or whatever the fuck that thing is called. Uh, And then I shave my head and I'm like, holy shit. Like I... It makes me self-conscious. I won't I won't lie. On several occasions, I've talked to people like, so that center part, I just want to put some stars over that and completely black that AB out because I do not want those associations. Huh. Yeah, that's weird, man. Uh, yesterday, that's crazy. Yeah, there's a so lot like, of now shit you, like, there. I feel like you, don't, you have a giant tattoo on your back that you don't want to show. I, but I want to show it, but I fucking have to tell that 10-minute story every time. Yesterday, I was dropping my son off at a friend's house and his dad who i go way back with i was wearing that terror hoodie the one from like episode one yeah your buddy got it ragarama yeah and uh you know it's red and black and there's an eagle and and all that stuff and he's like he's like that's a sweet hoodie man he didn't know who the band was but he was like that's a sweet hoodie man he's like he's like very third reich and i'm like that's not the first association I want to somebody to make with the thing I'm wearing. Yeah, and just in general, that like crew cut haircut is commonly associated. So you got two strikes on you. Yeah, I've heard this haircut described as the fashy. I've I've heard it uh, described as the Hitler youth haircut. 
You know, fuck it. It's one of America's <laughs> most classic haircuts. At least you, you don't have a fucking AB dead center of your eagle back. Your giant eagle. Yeah. No, I went to... um. I went to what the fuck is that place called? There's there's like an outdoor water park. Uh, White Sands, maybe is that is that a thing? Anyway, there's this fucking outdoor water park that I went to one time, and uh, you know we're splashing around and shit because I'm not really the biggest fan of water to begin with, but I'm splashing around. I look over and this guy's got a full on portrait of Hitler right here and i was like man this shit makes me so uncomfortable the fucking tattoos that you see at water parks are crazy yeah the amount of scary downright evil or awful racist shit that people have tattooed on them yeah. is outrageous and the the gutsiness to just fly that shit it's trump's america dog this was and honestly this was well before trump this was a long time ago it uh, I can't, I would, I'd say it's at least six or seven years ago, but yeah, that shit is wild. I feel like it's my duty as a good lib to throw that in there though. A good lib. I like it. So we are approaching the hour and 20. He's um, like, oh, he went political. Let's end this No, no, shit. no, not at all. I, uh, I'm not so sure that you really gave us a trivial thing that, oh. that bothered you. just got attacked on the mind. Like, don't yeah, you I mean, hijack? I, I totally agree. That <laughs> like, totally agree with that one um okay here's a trivial thing i hate and even thinking about it before i say it out loud i'm just like wow. you're like man this is real trivial it's really fucking trivial i hate okay so my 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 uh title is director of user experience design okay, okay. so it's a good title it's a, yeah, it's nice. It, it's a Director title. titles are awesome. It's a title that gets me a lot of spam email Okay. from LinkedIn, from people who search for me on LinkedIn because they see user experience designer, see director. They're trying this is to the guy fucking... who's making This is the guy who's making decisions. I'm going to yeah. try and sell them shit. So I get a lot of fucking emails, and I just, you know, you know clicked unsubscribe, clicked unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. And the trivial thing I hate is I unsubscribe from your mailing list, and I get a email that says, thank you for unsubscribing. Makes me want to throw my computer through the fucking window. It is such a middle finger to yeah. the decision I'm making out of my own autonomy. I do not want to read your emails anymore. So don't send me another one saying thanks for not wanting to read my emails anymore. I can definitely see that. But that is the, so trivial. But at the same time, I've so been burnt trivial. by that so many times where I will go unsubscribe and I fucking still get them. That it's almost nice of them. And this is just from my perspective. (laughs) It's almost nice of them to send something that says I did that. So if you do it again, I'm fucking attaching that one. I've gotten to the point where like I will – my phone records calls for any call that's not a contact in my phone. Shout out to fucking Android phones for shit like that. So my phone records anything that's a number that's not in my phone as a contact. And when I get spam calls and I select, you know, zero to unsubscribe from this list. And like, as of recently, it's been a whole bunch of, we can get you an Aetna life insurance plan and blah, blah, and shit like that. Right. Or uh, healthcare or whatever. So it's gotten to the point where what I do now is because my phone records calls, I actually push the button to talk to the operator. And I say, put me on your do not call list. Do not call me again. Because apparently that's what you, you actually have to say, put me on your do not call list yeah. or they can fucking keep calling you. 
So I do that and I save that call. I am I am just waiting for the day that one of those motherfuckers calls me back and I have that recording because that's I can get so much money. I learned that from my old neighbor, the same neighbor that uh, got money for AEP cutting down his tree, which I think I told you that, right? You did. Yeah. I learned that from my old neighbor. And then I further learned it from work, uh, the whole Telephone Consumer Protection Act, TCPA. Uh, did some research into that, and I'm like, you're telling me I can get 10 grand for each one of these? Oh, I'm fucking recording all these. <laughs> like, just go ahead. I dare you to call me back. Hustling. Like, yeah, every day. Every day hustling. I'm hustling. Um, I took a management seminar a couple months ago through this company called Skillpath that does these things. Mm. And my God, I get two printed pieces mailed to me at work a week hmm. to the point where our front our front desk lady, I just made her sound really old. Yeah, you said front our, desk lady. Ugh, our team assistant, she will walk up to my desk and she'll be like, you got another one of these and she'll just put it right in the trash can. <laughs> Very nice. Just, just enough to let you know that you got it, yeah. but also doing you a solid. Yeah. Speaking of just doing solids, like... I did a good deed the other day and like nobody will know this. So I'm going to put it on here just so someone knows, um, on the road, you actually pass this. So when you come down the road towards my house and you're passing that barn, there's like this little road over here. I mean the fucking entire road got to be like a hundred yards, but it's just over on the right. And somebody must've run that stop sign over a long time ago. And periodically they just set the stop sign back up. Like I don't I don't know if there's a hole there or like what the fuck it is, but they will prop that thing up and it's always like leaning all ass crazy. Uh so more than one occasion I've come down that road and the fucking stop sign's like laying in the, <laughs> the middle of the road. And stop sign, flat, the bar that it's attached to, maybe two inches high. So when you're coming up on it, you're kinda like, I can run that over, whatever that is, not knowing that it's fucking metal. So I've grown accustomed to coming up on it and slowing down. I'm like, shit, that's the stop sign again. Throw on my hazards, go, take it, throw it off the side. The other day I was like, why do I keep throwing that stop sign off the side of the road? I am going to figure out – I'm choking right now. <coughs> I'm going to figure out who <laughs> who I uh, call to get that shit fixed. So I ended up finding the number and uh, – I found it on a message board, yada, yada, Googled some shit, and then I called our local version of that and said, hi, I am trying to figure out who the hell I would call to report it down to stop sign. And she goes, that's me. And I said, okay. Now here's the tricky thing. Someone called me for once. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> so <clears throat> I live right on a line where it's not even a joke. Like the left side of the street is one county and the my side of the street's another county. So I was like, I'm not sure you're the one, and like, I'm I'm giving her my address, and she's like, Well, you're serviced by me, but I I think this road is not. I had to pull up Google Maps and like basically find it. I pulled over in a parking lot because I was driving, pulled over, I dropped a pin, and then essentially I was like giving her coordinates, and she's like, Oh, I see exactly what you're talking about. She's like, Yeah, that is me. So my good deed was I called about this downed stop sign. And they came out and fixed it the same day. Fucking Crazy. sign is up. I haven't almost run it over since. A bit selfish. And honestly, it does, this place doesn't even need a stop sign. Like, the road is so small. Like, nobody's just, like, barreling out into the middle of the road. But, you know, I feel like I saved somebody's tire or something. I saved maybe a motorcyclist. I definitely would not have done that. So. I, I can't tell you how many times I didn't do it. Like, at least 
a year's worth of that fucking thing blowing out there, and I'll just like fuck that thing. I'll just throw it on the side of the road, and somebody's good Samaritan ass would just set it back up. But, um, I think we've covered all the shit we need to cover, man. I was super happy to have guests last week. Yeah. It was fun as fuck. Um, it was complete chaos. Um, learned a lot of lessons, and we got some. Always more- use headphones. Always use headphones. Number one. Uh, number two, pop filters. You see, I got some new ones for us. They're mm-hmm. nice and small. Uh, always use pop filters. We had a lot of plosives on that call. Number three. Call? I said fucking podcast, not call. <laughs> Jesus, that's the corporate life. Yep. At con- I got a call. Con- yeah, conference calls. Uh, a three. Don't go to dinner first. I feel like we had a lot of really hilarious conversation at dinner that would have been great for the podcast. I agree. Um, <laughs> I hope that you, you've been thinking about other guests we could have on. We actually have uh, – I have two – more guests coming. I don't even think that we've talked about this, so I'll just announce it here slash to you. On one of the upcoming episodes, we'll have Jordan Slack, um, who local guitarist and been playing music for a long time. He actually practices in this room right here. Um, he's recently found a love for stand-up comedy. Wow. Yeah, fucking awesome. And he's got uh, his first you know, like paying stand-up gig later this month. And so I want to have him on and just kind of talk to him, pick his brain. Um, it's, it's been a bucket list of mine for years to do stand up, to do any stand up. And he really, yeah, dude, this is awesome. We need to fucking, we need to figure this out when we can do it and do it same time. Cause apparently I talked to him about it. He said, uh, open mic night, you get like somewhere between like three and five minutes. It's like really short, like two or three or something minutes. And he's gone up and done that several times. And out of that came his first paying gig. And even then it's like 10 minutes. So I am so fucking excited. We're actually canceling band practice one day. So as a band, we can go hang out, support him. So I want to have him on the show and just honestly, selfishly talk to him about fucking stand up and how you and I can do that. Uh, And then also uh, Clint Davidson. So we talked about him on the first episode. He made the Seventh Sun logo. He also recently worked with the Brew Kettle which is another Ohio beer, um, on helping rebrand some of their beers, their uh, standard logo, as well as one of their new releases called Major Lager. I don't know if you've seen this. You should have fucking seen this because I posted about it from the Heck and Cool Dad's Instagram. Um, But it's a play on Major League. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, so he did that. Um, He wants to come up, so we're going to get him up here soon too. And I I think it's only appropriate that we drink Major Lager on that day. So I'm glad that you brought these founders today. So I know you're a fan of lager and not just IPAs. Uh, so we'll do that. And then um, Dave and Ben from the last episode, that was too fucking good. Like there were some really classic stories that came out of there. I love the the pickled grape story. Like did you have like a, a – uh, what's your favorite line from that whole fucking episode? I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of it. It's the art world shit. Was it? That okay. shit was so funny. That was fucking funny. Uh, mine is uh, Ben said – have you heard about raisins? Like when Dave was talking about pickled grapes and thinking olives were pickled grapes, when like his genuine concern that Dave did not know that raisins were also grapes. He's like, you thought all three of those were the same thing. So that was my favorite line from that one. So we're going to have Dave and or Ben or Ben and Dave. We're going to have them again. They got to come up again. Uh, Hopefully that'll be later this year. Um, there's some conventions coming up, I think without us needing to go to fucking Wisconsin, which neither one of us have time to do. Um, it would be great to do that when he's in town again. So we're going to do that. Start thinking of other people you want to see as guests. And for you guys, we would love to hear who you'd like to have as guests. Cause we're constantly interested in talking to people. No, they don't have to be dads. Again, the dad's thing is us. Everybody else can be 
what the fuck ever. We, we'll, we'll have some heckin' cool moms up there, too. I don't care about anything. We need to do this. All right. Wait, before you go. Uh-oh. I, I, I want to, this, you were talking about stand-up, and I want to show you this picture. You can, I'll send it to you so you can put it up on the. Okay. Um, I was going, I was cleaning out a, my closet today, going through what am I going to sell, what am I going to It reminds me of the name. I'm sorry, mom. Oh. I thought you were talking about mom spaghetti. Um, Upsetty. Anyway, I found this, I have a vintage George Carlin shirt. Okay. It's awesome. It's, a, awesome. it's an awesome vintage shirt. That is, it, I, is it vintage enough to where it doesn't fit you anymore? Yeah, ah! and I got a picture of it. Um, a picture of you in it? In, me in it. I brought it downstairs and I was like, Sierra, I used to wear this shirt within the time that we've been together. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Holy shit. We'll put that up. Oh, yeah. On the I'll YouTube. put that in the video. Actually, I might put that on the Instagram, too, to but, be honest. my God. And you were watching Dumb and Dumber in the background. I have had several conversations about Dumb my and Dumber. My kids saw Dumb and Dumber for the first time today. There are so many good lines in that one. Oh, my God. It's we'll, we'll go into that another time. Real quick, because I don't want to leave without talking about this, only because I said you said something that reminded me of Eminem. Did you listen to the Eminem and Logic song, Homicide? Yeah. I got to be honest. That's the first time I've ever liked a Logic song. Same. Man, that's at least... Especially after that... Red Hot Chili Peppers garbage he put out a couple months ago? That's at least two times in this episode alone that we have fucking completely synced up. I wonder if that's because we're spending more time together. Because this is honestly, like, this, since the podcast started, yeah. this is the most time we've ever spent together. Yeah. M&M's versus on point. Unfucking believable Logic. Dude. He came for the neck on that one. Just rap like that all the time. Yeah, just Get out of here with all the other bullshit. Just rap. I mean, I don't know if you listen to J.I.D., but he, it, yep. a lot of it feels like he's ripping J.I.D. a little bit. But... Yeah, no, that song was rock solid. Yeah, so my problem with Logic was he got a lot of popularity off that suicide like song, right? But that song was I, the entire thing was a direct rip off of Joyner Lucas and the song that Joyner Lucas did. It, it felt like, and Joyner's was so much fucking better that I felt like I wish that he got that publicity. Well, fast forward, so Joyner also just released a new track. I think it's called Devil's Work. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. It's really, really fucking good, but I can't help think that it reminds me of Ill Mind of Hobson 7, hmm. where Hobson's talking to God and basically all pissed off, you know, where, because he, he found religion for like a, a hot second and was all about it, and then he kind of like pulled away from it, and everybody hated him for it. Uh, but it reminds me, it's definitely a nod to that Ill Mind of Hobson 7, um, but it's really good. I mean, Joyner can fucking do no wrong. I actually like... The fact that he will sometimes even make the concept for the video and he directs his own videos. Uh, he'll make the concept for the video before he makes a song. And then he'll like write around a hmm. story he wants to tell. Um, so super into that. Uh, but I'm not going to hold us up with a bunch of fucking talk. Yeah, it was a nice little pro, uh, little epilogue. Yeah, just, just, just dump some facts at the end real quick. So Heckin' Cool Dads podcast number five in the fucking books. We're on a weekly cadence. Peace.